episode 32, E-Commerce Gladiator in the Arena. Welcome to the Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Love Global From Asia and want to get even more? Then check out our members-only area at gfavip.com. Here you'll get insights and access to me as well as other members in our private forum, as well as a ton of other valuable knowledge and information, as well as special connections, monthly calls, insights, discounts on product services and events, and more. Plus, it really helps support the show. Check it out at www.gfavip.com. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We are still readjusting the schedule. I'm going to go to four total podcasts uh, a month for Global From Asia, two of the interview series, which were over 200 shows now, and now the other two every week on Tuesdays will be The Gladiator, rather than having those on Fridays and six or eight or, you know, I think four actually got some emails. Some people said consistency of quality. So yeah, we're we're, less is more sometimes. So we're going to put this all on Tuesdays every week. It'll be alternating between the interview series and the gladiator series. This week is a bit of a transition. I couldn't get our CEO of Par Living Inc. Roland and I on a schedule enough to do a show. So it's just going to be me on the mic talking about what's going on and what I've learned doing Amazon again, starting in 2017 and getting going in 2018. And I hope you guys enjoy. Let's tune in. All right. So let's go through these points. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points I like to talk about here of what I've kind of learned in this little FBA incubator project where we're building a business with you guys, hopefully enjoying and listening and learning and taking action. I've gotten some emails from people that are excited to follow this series. And I always promise as much as possible to be as transparent. So we do have more products coming and more things happening. So let's, uh, let's go through these points. Point number one, private label or PL. I don't know if you guys remember, but par living is PL still takes time. And I don't know, I'm thinking about it more and more. Maybe we could have started with a no brand item or just throw random stuff on Amazon, maybe retail arbitrage, they call it. But we uh, we stuck with it and just did private label from the beginning. I think we could have just gotten more experience with the team working together and gotten sales faster if we had just thrown stuff randomly on Amazon quickly without worrying about the private label or the brand. So that's something maybe I would do better in the future is just get the experience. I know other friends have just gotten retail arbitrage just to get some activity, get some experience, get some flow, get some feel for the system. So I think I'd recommend doing that if I were to start this again. Number two, picking a category versus picking various random products. So I still believe in category or niche 
I still believe that's powerful. I know we've talked to some experts and they say Amazon doesn't really matter if you have random different products. But we do have websites. We have parliving.com and sisatano.com for these different categories of coffee and aqua grow, you know, uh, aquaphonics. So I still believe in websites and building up your own domain because we are building our own brand. And while I just did say in first point, just testing random products, sure, I would still recommend testing random products. But of course, I wouldn't build out websites when I'm testing random products. But once I did feel comfortable in a category, I am happy to have a category in our businesses. It makes us become a little bit more experienced. Of course, the suppliers have other products they even recommend to us. We see data from the customers we're selling to. And I think that really adds value long term. Otherwise, you're going to always be dependent on Amazon and always worry about. So to reiterate, just to put point one and two together, still say start with random products, just getting even experience on the system of Amazon, learning how the back end works, experiment, even make some mistakes, get some sales in and then work on your own private label. And then for the category, I still would like to say, I feel confident that we're in a category. I believe that's what's really adding value long-term. You can go into a brand, you can build a long-term sustainable business, build your own website, learn from your customers, learn from your suppliers. I think that's where you'll stay safe long-term because if you're just kind of doing anything randomly and throwing it up on Amazon, I feel like you're always going to be dependent on Amazon because you can't really build a brand or a website around various random products you find. And in markets or in trade shows and selling it. So that's my feedback. I'm still happy we're in a category, a couple categories. The third point of noticing in 2018 is the Amazon customers feel like they're gods. And I think it's almost true because they do have so much power today. They know it. I think a lot of them know it. I've been seeing the emails coming in from uh, customers and uh, they don't seem to give second chances sometimes with demands for the seeds or demands for certain things that they thought, even if maybe the description or product didn't give that. I know mayors joke joke me about evil buyers and stuff like that. So it's kind of true. I mean, they have so much power. There's no real way that the seller has any say. I think Amazon has created this system where now with also the slam of like fake reviews, which of course I don't recommend or say they were good, but now it's given sell- buyers just such power. I think they just know now that they can just get anything they want and just send messages to these sellers and, and demand anything and, and almost always get it. So I think it's, I wonder what's going to happen long-term about that, but uh, I think you should be prepared if you're going to sell on Amazon to deal with customers that feel like gods is what I would say. Or Mayor would say evil buyers. There's some of them out there. Are you looking for a Hong Kong agency to help you with your upkeep or registration of a Hong Kong Limited? Check out Unipro Consulting Limited. We are an equity partner in the firm, which is a local CPA practice that has the accreditation to register and upkeep your Hong Kong company. Check us out on the web at www.uniprohk.com. www.uniprohk.com. And the next point, point four, is I still believe all about brand. I know I maybe could roll this into private label, but while I do worry about competition, of course, some people say I'm crazy to say what products we sell on this exact podcast, and we 
you can say my exact website, parliving.com and sisitano.com. You can go and check it out. You can search us on Amazon, find our product site. I'm not as nervous. Of course, I guess somebody could be horrible and purposely like hurt us. And it seems like with my last point, the customer is always right, which is true, but they have too much power, I feel. You know, I still believe it's all about the brand long term. And I still believe Amazon is the best place to launch a new brand, at least if it's like a simple product or at least a not very innovative product like ours are not so new that you put them on Kickstarter. I think if you have some kind of new innovative product, I still think Kickstarter and crowdfunding channels, maybe Indiegogo or if you can't get on Kickstarter, uh, seem like the best channels to really launch a brand new product. But if you're not launching something brand new like what we're doing, we're kind of making slight modifications and putting our label on it. I would still say Amazon's the best place. It's been unbelievable just without too much work to get customers buying and even getting customer feedback. While I did complain about some of the gods of evil buyers or the god buyers, they do give feedback and ask questions and you can learn a lot about your product and your industry and what customers want. It's given us already ideas. Um, we're actually taking that negative of the people not uh, upset. They don't get seeds to think about us having seeds and selling seeds subscriptions and stuff like that, that we're learning from these customers. So I still believe Amazon is the right place to start your brand, unless you have something innovative enough to go onto Kickstarter. And next point I'm noticing, I'm really happy because it's almost five years now of global from Asia's podcast in October would be five years. And I'm just really excited that I'm leveraging a lot of the skills that I'm using in this very podcast and blog on the Amazon, at least the off Amazon part of the business. We're leveraging blog writers, website updates, technical people, social media, forms, email optimization, stuff I've really been learning a lot. And it's also leveraging a lot of the team people I have. And it's really also putting the test my core skill by outsourcing. I'll talk about that more in another point about uh, building the team. So that goes to the next point. Let's just go right into that next point. Building a new team, I think, is the biggest investment. You've been following a show. You've noticed people coming and people going. There's been even more of that happening with the virtual assistants or the online team. And I think people know me. I'm a little bit, I don't know what to say, timid, or, or I don't really like letting people go. Of course, nobody does. But uh, it's been having to make some hard calls of people wanting to go and going and people maybe not want to go and going on all different levels. It's been very, very challenging for me personally, but I do think that's the, the hardest part of the business is building the team from the founders to the employees. It's also part of the company culture. I've also noticed huge differences in company cultures between this business and uh, in Global From Asia's team or Shadstone, my parent company of uh, my consulting business. I've really noticed that uh, teams is everything and there really is something about culture in a company and, and the decisions you make and the people you keep. And the longer you keep somebody that maybe doesn't fit, the harder it's going to be and the more problems it's going to be. So there's always that saying, hire slow and fire fast. It's totally true. So whether it's Amazon or any kind of business, I think the hardest thing is to build the team both uh, founders and employees, and it will be challenging. And I think that's what makes entrepreneurship very difficult. Of course, if you can't put up with it, you could, uh, you know, get a job. But even in a, even in a job, if you're a manager, 
you're dealing with people. I mean, I guess you could sit in a cubicle and develop all day. Actually, I kind of sometimes would like to do that, do content marketing and website updates. But I still think you got to build a team. You got to put yourself out there. You got to make hard decisions, letting go of people, hard decisions of uh, not accepting people that want to join. And uh, those hard decisions will add value and build a strong business long term. So it's definitely something I've been learning as I go through this Amazon FBA incubator of Par Living Inc. and uh, and dealing with people. But I like being the nice guy, the podcaster, the host, the marketer, uh, content marketer. And next point, it is all about consistency. You know, I think I've seen some of us in the team working with spurts of hard energy and then disappearing for a while or not as active. And it really seems to hurt the flow of the whole team. I think everybody needs to be consistently regularly checking messages, responding to other people's questions, checking in, sharing what they've worked on. You know, we work online and, you know, we can't see what everybody's doing. We can't see each other in the office. So it's all about communication and consistency. And you got to put in the daily work, the daily grind. You got to be involved every single day and on top of what you're doing. So whether that's just checking in, we use Slack for our teamwork and Asana and just respond to people's questions, whether it's a, you know, online freelancer or virtual assistant or a partner, I still think communicating and putting in the work consistently every day and doing what you're supposed to do does sound obvious, but, uh, you know, some people in life or in business will maybe work really hard on like say Monday, but then they'll just kind of crash out or be busy with other stuff Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'd rather have somebody be consistently working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, lay less hard or less hours or at least being available for answers. So I've noticed that it's definitely important for flow to grow the business and uh, with this team as well as any team. And the last point for today is leveraging my network or leveraging your network, leveraging anything you have well, it could be Amazon FBA, which we're doing here at Par Living. I've been really enjoying to leverage what, you know, listeners uh, here to join the team, uh, contribute their different parts. We also had Esteban and involved. Uh, he's in Colombia in Miami. He's a listener. I think he's listening right now. And he was a speaker at our cross-border summit. He'll be on the podcast soon, and he is helping us expand into South America or Latin America. And I'm already talking to him about coffee farms in Colombia. As everybody knows, coffee is pretty famous there. And he's got some farmers he can connect us with. And that's just really exciting. And then Roland came back with an idea. Why don't we take people to do a tour of coffee farms in Colombia and sell it on the website? I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. So... We even made a page on Sisitano for taking a coffee tour. It's just something to get started. There's no buy now button, but put the idea out on the blog. And uh, actually, there's been more and more blog posts there, and traffic has been picking up organically on Sisitano from all these blogs we're putting out there if you want to check that out. But I'm just saying is uh, leveraging your network, you know. So now we got the Columbia connection. Phil just joined. He's been following along. Uh, and uh, and decided it's a good chance for him to get involved. I know there's our listeners that are on the sidelines want to get involved. And uh, of course, I'm excited about that. And it's definitely a, a valuable thing that's come from this podcast. And I appreciate all of you. 
But while you might be listening, you say, I don't have that. Um, but you, everybody has a network. You know, what, as long as you're born in this world, you know, you have different networks. You're in school. You have your college network. You have your work network. You have your friend network. You know, maybe moved around. And uh, I think if you're just good at keeping up with your network, keeping your network fresh, communicating to them, you know, this podcast has been helpful for people to keep up with this business or, or however you keep them, just Facebook posts. You can, I can see some of my friends just sharing stuff and then they connect with their friends about those opportunities they didn't even think of. So that's all I got today. I want to keep this one short. It's just me and didn't, well, hopefully I didn't bore you guys to death, but that's some stuff I've been learning and reflecting on as this new business has been building. As always, your feedback's appreciated. Blog at globalformation.com goes to the team or Mike at globalformation.com goes to me, but my team does check that to help me out. So thank you so much. And keep the feedback coming. I wish you the best, and I hope this has been motivating to you. Episode 32 is wrapping up. Want to check out a factory experience in China in virtual reality? We are a pioneer here at Global From Asia doing a tour of a factory in China for you to browse and enjoy. It's a Eno Plus factory, a solar LED factory that you can check out multiple rooms. You don't even need a VR headset. You can do it on your web or on your mobile phone. Check it out at globalfromasia.com slash VR. VR for virtual reality. More to come soon. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, it's Sunday for me right now. I'm going to take the kids out. Actually, still working on a cross-border summit online video program for those that attended or brought the online pass. Hopefully, I'll be finished this week. I know it's been a little bit longer than expected. Just so much content. We're creating so much content here. And uh, what do you guys think? Did you like this one of just me on the mic? I try to get Cage Ray and a Roland. I didn't have a chance to talk to Phil about it. I'm going to send him a message soon and and Mayor. But uh, I try to get at least one other partner on the team for these. We haven't had a guest on this Gladiator series for a while. If you'd like to contribute and you have ideas, I always appreciate them. And that's about it. Cheers. Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. 